One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you hear me on the phone? I do. I've got you coming out of every orifice. <laughs> I'm really not. You're breaking off quite badly. Hello, and welcome to The Lock-In, where I finally get to talk to people I want to hear from in a place I want to be, the pub. For some reason, this bloody thing has started playing back some rubbish. Oh, right. Where were we? I forgot. I have two. Now, if you're one of those fools who plays the lottery, you might like to listen to today's guest, who's worked out what you could do instead of wasting your winnings. Actually, Rowan Hooper from The New Scientist has much bigger sums in mind. How would you spend a trillion dollars? He's not really talking about individual spending. Even Jeff Bezos can't buy that many gold taps. He's talking about curing diseases, redesigning the planet, finding aliens, should you think that matters or is of interest. So what's he talking about in what amounts to a political manifesto? Rowan, who would have to pay for this? Um, well, you know, you could always tax the ultra-rich. The, the 1% have got, what is it, it's $162 trillion of wealth. Um, so a small amount of tax might would free up a trillion dollars quite easily. Um, you know, the, the world's richest 10 men, you probably heard, made 400 billion added to their wealth in the last nine months of the pandemic. So there's a lot of money sloshing around out there. Or you could just quantitatively ease it into existence, you know, like like the banks have been doing a lot over the last you know decade or so. But it would be a case of some concerted initiative by a government or a series of governments, wouldn't it? Yeah, yes, it would, of course. Um, that sort of money would need massive political will to free up. But uh, I guess the point of the book is that, first of all, to point out that there's a huge amount of money sloshing around out there. Um, how you get it is another question. I mean, I, I would love it if... Yeah, but it's the key question. Well, no, the key question is is like, here's, here's how I would spend it. It's trying to inspire... The, the great things we could do instead of buying yachts and making big you know vanity projects you could do some really incredible things and uh you know the question of how you get the money freed up is is something i will have to leave to economists and politicians but my what i'm trying to do with this book is show 
the the vast things you could do with just a small amount of the money that's that's out there. What would you do? Well, I, I've got 10 different mega projects in the book that I've come up with. Um, and I've just looked at things that would the, the, the world's biggest problems, environmental and humanitarian, and then scientific, massive scientific problems that you could you can tackle. So I've looked at each of those in turn. And then at the end of the book, I think, what would I how would I really spend the money if, if I could get my hands on it? You'd have done a great deal better in sales, you know, if you'd said if you called it how to make a million dollars or a trillion dollars. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't have that skill. Because the thing about these the, these projects is that they're they're altruistic. Yeah, I mean, I, I I could have written a book about how you could have a lot more fun with that money, um, but I I wanted to limit myself to things that you know didn't involve um, you know asset creation and and investment. You know, it, I do want to make an. We we have a lot of problems, and a, a bit of money can can go a long way. It turns out. What sort of things would you go for then? I think climate change has to be uh, very high up the list, if not the top of the list, um, because it's just the it's an existential problem. It's the biggest problem we've ever faced. And, uh, you know, we've got to really accelerate what we're doing to tackle it. So that's saving life on Earth, is it? Uh, that's biodiversity. So that chapter is that's the other sort of twin crisis. Uh, the other biggest issue we're facing, the biodiversity, the collapse of of species and populations around the world um, in all different ecosystems. Who cares? Well, you might not care, but uh, if you don't care, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. We won't have enough water. We'll, there'll be more floods. There'll be, uh, we won't have any pollination. We won't have anything to eat. There'll be, you know, food shortages. There'll be wars, famines. You know, it's, it, 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 will all, it all builds up and will come home and, and hit us. So this is about trying to head that off. It's a self-regulating mechanism, isn't it? Well, it is, but um, we want to try to not have uh, mass mass deaths on our hands. I, I want the ta- a world for my children to grow up in and all our children and their children. You want a world in which everyone's gone vegan? <laughs> yeah, that would be a great place. Why? Well, because it would reduce huge amounts of animal suffering... But I think more to the point, actually, it would free, it would return huge amounts of, of forest that's being cut down to raise cows and pigs for us to eat at the moment. And by taking that away, we're really destroying the, the whole regulatory system of the planet. So, so much deforestation has been going on in order to grow, uh, grow food to feed to cows or to, to ranch the cows themselves, that we're actually altering the whole ecological balance of the planet the way it works if this is so important why are you wasting money on things like looking for alien life forms <laughs> yeah well um it turns out that looking for alien life um doesn't actually cost much money it, it, it costs a huge amount to change the world agriculture system right much even more than a trillion dollars right but um looking for alien life and really i mean you know, single-celled life forms that are, we might find on other planets in the solar system and other moons in the solar system. It doesn't cost much to do that. And and I think that the idea, if we could find another life form, even a bacterial life form on, a, you know, a moon of Saturn, 
it would just be the most incredible inspirational thing and also scientifically you know a bombshell what good would it do us we don't know of course well it, it would tell us it could tell us for example something about what life is you know it get it could get to questions of the very deepest uh, importance that we've been trying to look for 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 you know ever since we we started thinking really what is life um, and if you can find it life on another planet it would ask questions we could think about how that evolved how life arose that you know these are fundamental questions and they wouldn't cost that much money to do we are already doing some of them right we have missions to these other moons but um it it goes so slowly uh, i'd just like to see it speed up a bit so you want to just do it more quickly some of them yeah well actually all of these things you know they're all all the things in the book are things that are being done at the moment but they just take so long because, you know, because of money. Curing all disease. <laughs> yeah. All disease. We can't even cure the common cold. No, we can't. Um, but you probably could if you threw a lot of money at it. But the, the curing all disease actually isn't my slogan. That's from the, the Chan Zuckerberg initiative. Their stated aim is to cure all disease by the end of the century. Um, and they want to increase human lifespan as well, globally. I mean, it's just an extraordinarily ambitious target. Um, you know, I don't think you could do it with with a trillion dollars, but you could certainly do a huge amount of good in raising uh, global health. Just because it's ambitious doesn't mean it's worth doing. <laughs> no, maybe not. No, that's that's very true. But um, some things are worth having a crack at, I think. And, um, you know, curing, uh, you know, curing pandemics, curing, um, you know, nasty viruses that are going around there. They're, these are things that we're, we've done very well. You know, we've to, to create a, vi uh, a vaccine, as we have multiple vaccines for coronavirus, has been ambitious, but it's been achieved in a, you know, incredibly short time at the moment. So, you know, I, I, I like the idea of setting ambitious targets, actually. But it would just set off enormous social tensions, wouldn't it? If you have all these very old people running around the place or hobbling around the place. Yeah, well, that has to be part of the uh, the whole operation, right? You, you, we're not just going to make, uh, you know, cure disease in the young and let the old people get on with it. If everyone's living for longer, all the whole society will have to... Everyone's going to have to work for longer, you can retrain when you get to you know seventy or eighty, and and take another degree, and you know have another career. Um, so, I think that will make life better for older people as well. Sounds to me as if it'll make life worse. We'll have to carry on working. Yeah, well, I I think a lot of uh, the current you know younger generation are already facing up to that, aren't they? Yes, and they've been very badly treated by people of an older generation who've been looking after themselves. <laughs> well, you you could say that. I couldn't possibly comment. Well, why on earth do you want to have all these other schemes, like settling an off-planet somewhere? Well, you know, there's a huge race at the moment to get to the moon again, to get humans on the moon. Um, it's being led by the US, but China aren't far behind and actually probably are about the same. They've already landed on the far side of the moon and have um, operations on the far side of the moon. It's it's already going on. So the chapter about settling on the moon 
is really to try to make that more equitable and to give other people a chance. You know, whoever gets starts making a base on the moon is going to have a huge advantage scientifically and socially, politically. And I wanted, you know, in this sort of thought experiment chapter, it's about, you know, levelling up the balance a bit, giving some other countries a chance to get on the moon and, and stake their claim and keep up with the race and not let it all go to Jeff Bezos and, and Elon Musk, who are leading the way. Well, let those horrible autocrats in Peking do it then. Well, they can do it. They well, they are doing it. And uh, that, that's the thing. I don't want it to be just autocrats and just billionaires. It, you know, I want it to be more equitable and, uh, you know, fairer. Who do you want it to be? Who would, who would organise this? Well, you know, I I would say you could you could spend a few hundred billion or maybe a few tens of billions and create a, an alliance of, of, of countries that are basically a, a, a space agency that is an umbrella space agency that goes around different countries, not just a US space agency or a Chinese space agency or, or private space agencies like SpaceX. You could create an organisation that would bring all this together. You know, it is idealistic. It's working for everyone, um, pooling the resources and, and making it, getting there better, better, faster and for everyone. But human beings don't do that. They, they don't. They don't. Although they, they sometimes can share things. They're much more likely to form a NATO than they are a United Nations, for example. Yeah, that's true. But that, but they did form a United Nations. You know, they, they form, they form warring alliances, as you say. But they also form more humanity. They do form humanitarian alliances. Um, and it would be nice to, to, to chuck some money in a, in a space agency, in a global space agency. Well, this is a scientist saying, please, can I have more money? Isn't it? It's just the handout. Uh, yeah, it, it, perhaps it is. Um, or it's a, it's, a, it's a thought experiment. It's like, how could we, we could do some better things than it's being done at the moment? So, you know, a lot of money is spent. You mentioned NATO. Um, you know, it's important to spend on, on military projects. But is it necessary to spend the, the amount that we do spend? Oh, how much do you think we should spend? Mm, I I wouldn't like to put a figure on it, but I would like to skim off some of the money that's spent on on military projects, and and put it towards other some of the other things in this book uh, that would do better for everyone. The reason it's being spent on military projects of one kind or another is because there are people like you in the military saying, "Wouldn't it be great if we could just nuke people from outer space?" Yeah, that's uh, that is a fear actually, and some of the uh, some of the 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 space based projects in the book, um, I think, would be hard to get funded because they are there are military angles that would be a little bit, perhaps a little bit dodgy, to get to get going. So um, yeah, that is a thorny question. Uh, it's a difficult thing to to get around. So you know, an agency that has accountability. Um, might be able to get away with with some of these projects. Depends who they're accountable to, doesn't it? Yeah, but the the UN um, uh, is the UN is a useless organization. Well, that's because it doesn't have enough money, and the the World Health Organization doesn't have enough money either. You know, it, it only has a, a budget of a of a billion, you know, a few billion dollars. Oh, only a few billion. Well, it's not enough, is it? You know. 
if you put it in the context of the amount of money that's out there, this is, you know, it does, it seems weird, but having spent so long thinking about how to spend a trillion dollars, it's, it's had a weird effect of making huge sums like only $10 billion feel like, like pocket change. <laughs> um, and when in in the global economy, it it, it kind of is. Um, but as you say, how you get your hands on that money is the is the key question. I would love it if some billionaires or politicians read this book and started just nudging towards um, some of the projects in it that would do, that would be a better use of some of the the money that's out there. Are there any millionaires or billionaires you admire? Well. Yeah, I, I I admire quite a lot of what some people are doing. Like Bill Gates, I guess, is the obvious one. He's putting a lot of money. He's put a lot of money into global health, like huge amounts. Um, he, most of them, like Mark Zuckerberg, he said he's going to pledge, almost, I think, 99% of his entire wealth into humanitarian projects, like the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative to cure all disease. So... You know, let's see what happens and how that money is invested. If it's not, you know, if it genuinely does go to do do good things or if it does go into more wealth creation. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're a journalist, and I say this as a fellow journalist. What we say does not matter at all. Are there any serious people who actually have control of purse strings who are thinking like you? Um, I don't know if there's anyone who's got a control of a purse string that's, you know, full of this kind of money who's thinking like that. I, I think there are, you know, there are, there are billionaires who are, you know, philanthropists who think in on huge scales. Um, at politicians, maybe, you know, there are politicians, uh, you know, they, do, they don't tend to have 
power for very long. (laughs) You're talking about Gordon Brown, aren't you? Well, yeah, Gordon Brown or, um, yeah, people um, with with huge ideas for the public good, um, you know, they some well, no, sometimes look, Joe Biden just been elected. He's just he's just going to pass a a two trillion dollar coronavirus stimulation bill and a tr- and a two trillion dollar um green stimulus um bill so that's four trillion dollars he's managed to, to well hopefully he'll get through congress um and that's free that's freed up a lot of money so you know there you go there's 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 one in the in the presidency right now so we'll hang on to our uh, dream shall we oh i think it's always a, a good line to stick by isn't it hang on to your dreams you know, like I say, I, I, I would like, I would love it if, if more people started thinking about what you could do with the money that's out there instead of letting it sit, sit around, you know. There's a lot of actual cash just sitting around waiting to be invested. Um, and you could just use that. You'd have to have unanimity on what it was spent on, though. We're back to square one. Well... That's true. But um, if you look, for example, at climate change, uh, you know, 80 percent of people in this country, in the UK, think that uh, there's a there's a climate crisis and we need to do something about it. Even in the US, it's something like 66 percent, you know, it's two thirds of people think there's a, a climate emergency. So the the public will to spend the money on climate change is there. Um, that just needs to translate into political action. To, and to, to spend to do some spending what percentage of the chinese well i don't know but they, the public don't have really much of a say there do they no they don't the, the the chinese are interestingly doing they are doing some things and until the election of biden it, it was looking like china was going to provide most of the leadership on climate action um but now luckily we've got uh, a president who believes in the the problem of climate change so we're gonna hopefully get some really good action from the Chinese and from the Americans. But I guess that the other point, though, is that the spending this money, say, on, on climate change does create money. You know, it, it's not it's not just throwing it away to, to solve a problem. It it pays for itself. Same with public spending on uh, the spending on public health. Um, if you put the money in, you save money later. But I think it's nowhere more apparent than spending on on climate change. Uh, the the money that we will save if we start tackling this problem now, um, it more than pays for the investment that we're putting in. Believe the boffins. We've done that before, haven't we? Uh, have we? <laughs> yes, we have. The bomber will always get through. It's the classic one in the Second World War. Right. And it was rubbish. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, who? I think it's not. You know, this is this is evidence-based um it's all costed out it's not it's not sort of just one guy doing it on the back of an envelope this this is like huge amounts of work that's been done to show how um investment pays off on on, you know investment in green energy pays for itself over and over again so um it's not yeah it's not like back of an envelope yeah let's take a punt on this it's it's properly sourced and invested uh, sums. What about looking for artificial intelligence or creating artificial intelligence? Well, I mean, people are 
people are spending a lot of money on this already. So um, I think it would be nice again to be able to make this a publicly a publicly sourced and funded thing, because if uh, say Google, um, who are very far already advanced in in computer research, um, you know, say they cracked the cracked the problem and created a an artificial intelligence that had human level um, intelligence. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen for a very long time, but you know they are on the way towards it. We don't want that sort of power in the hands of one company. This needs again to be equitable, because if one one company gets hold of it, it, you know I don't know what would happen. You know they would just have an incredible advantage over everyone else. So I think a little bit of sprinkling the investment and the the research on artificial intelligence around. Uh, will make it safer for the rest of us. Supposing instead of a company, it was a, a government like the Chinese government, which is accountable to none. It would be bad. Yeah, well, it is bad. They are doing it. You know, governments are doing it. So this is a this is a way of uh, again um, countering that, complementing that, um, and just yeah, just giving, just trying to level up the the balance again a bit more. So to to try to ensure that a government or a company doesn't just get there first and, and dominate. What do you hope will happen with this book? It's a sort of manifesto as to what you could spend it on, but it doesn't settle the question of under whose auspices it's it's uh, it's spent. No. What I would hope would happen, I mean, would be that some some billionaires start, you know, putting their money to some of the things I've outlined in the book at the end, I, I think, especially like the, the biodiversity, uh, restoring, restoring ecosystems that are collapsing all over the world. Um, and at the same time, restoring ecosystems will, will draw down carbon from the atmosphere and buy us time to stop the worst of climate change. So if you could start to do some big ecosystem restoration projects, that would buy us time to to get our house in order in terms of renewable energy to get off carbon and um and it would start tackling the extinction crisis in the world so i would love some to see some people and governments put some serious money into that uh, and that that's that would be my biggest hope for this book Rowan hooper thank you thanks very much well there you are rowan hooper who when he's not dreaming up Ways for Other People to Spend Their Money, is the podcast editor of The New Scientist. If there happen to be any trillionaires out there looking for a consultant on how to blow their dosh, he's your man. Next week, and I almost can't believe it, we've actually got a Member of Parliament on the programme. It's not because I'm nostalgic for Newsnight, and Naz Shah isn't like most politicians anyway. In fact, she's a woman whose life could hardly have been more different from that of most MPs I've ever met. She's got plenty to say as well. Do tune in for that, and in the meantime, you know the drill. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.